This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. to the Guna Tool, back again with you guys for another show and uh, for your Arsenal news show this morning as we go into the game against Wimbledon this evening. Plenty to talk about, plenty of interesting stuff and, you know, even something funny for you to discover if you haven't done already. I know plenty of you have left some comments on a video that I'm going to talk about ever so shortly. But good morning to everyone in the chat box. Good morning, Carl, Kigi, Mo, Mr. Harrison, Carnaby, Dom, Tommy. Uh, we've got Wrath of Aries, Reela the most, Colin, Tom, Jose. Plenty of you. This being has no name. Good morning to you, whoever you are. Thank you ever so much, guys, for tuning in today. And uh, I hope you're well. I hope you're doing good. Please drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel. If you are new around here with those notifications, turn on so you never miss a show. Good morning to everybody. I can see all of you so far in the chat box. Let's crack on, though. Of course, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Arsenal Way. And specifically regarding the Arsenal Way, yesterday uploaded a... A video of pure embarrassment, it's fair to say, in the Tom versus Bailey showdown. Uh, you can see the disappointment on my face already in that thumbnail. Link to the video is in the description. If you haven't watched it, please do. It will entertain you for six minutes of your morning. I, to be honest, um, <laughs> I love James, who is our commentator and our voiceover man and our social guy, because he just doesn't hold back with his insults, and I love him for it, to be honest. Uh, if you've ever watched Come Dine With Me, and uh, the commentator on Come Dine With Me, James is like our Come Dine With Me football equivalent, is what he is. So uh, please do go and watch uh, what is just uh, a very funny video, basically, of me embarrassing myself hugely. Um, also, if you haven't already checked out yesterday evening, we uploaded the first of a brand new series on the channel, our Let's Talk Arsenal fans series, which I'll be talking to fans, journalists, people that are recognisable within the Arsenal community, getting more info about how they became Arsenal fans and some of the things that they've experienced in the world of Arsenal. Lee talked to us about kind of how AFT has changed his life 
and even the threats that he's experienced in person, um, more so even than in, in uh, across social media, but genuine in-person stuff. So if you haven't watched that back, it is the pinned video on the channel. So please make sure you go and give it a watch. But we start off with the news ahead of tonight's game against Wimbledon. That's Granit Xhaka and Mohamed Elneny were the only players that we needed to be given an update for by the club ahead of the game in terms of team news. Um, and that specifically is that Xhaka is still suspended and Elneny is being assessed ahead of the game. He returned to training much, much sooner than expected and could be available for tonight's game, providing Mikel Arteta with an additional option in midfield. So we may see the Egyptian international move into that midfield role. We will wait and see. In regards to training, plenty of youngsters were spotted training with the first team ahead of this game. Uh, Tim Akinola, uh, Salah Adin, and of course, Charlie Patino were all included in first team training. And I'm assuming there were plenty of others as well. And fingers crossed tonight, we'll see an opportunity for some of them to play alongside their senior colleagues. So make sure you tune in tonight to see how they get on, of course. Now, Mikel Arteta has been speaking ahead of the game, specifically about the fans. And if you remember, about a week ago, Pep Guardiola received a lot of criticism for asking more fans to attend their games as City struggled to fill the Etihad Stadium in their Champions League tie against RB Leipzig. Arsenal, however, are not having any such issues in regards to a League Cup Wednesday night game against lower league opposition Wimbledon. They've sold or are expecting around 50,000 in attendance this evening. And Arteta says, I'm so happy to hear that we have sold so many tickets because the boys are really looking forward to playing at the Emirates again. Winning that game is the only priority right now. And then we can think about Spurs and how special that is as well. Drop in the indirect shade towards Pep Guardiola and his thoughts around stadium attendances. Loving that. Loving the fact that we've got, obviously, a very committed fan base. It is a very cheap game and fair play to the club for lowering the price. You've also got the situation where it is very hard for anyone to watch the game uh, this evening on a digital point of view. Good luck to those <laughs> that can attempt to watch it. It may have to be an audio-only evening tonight and then watching back the highlights when they become available. But it's going to be tricky for a lot of people to watch it, which is probably one of the big reasons as to why the game is so well attended. But, you know, always a chance to dig out Manchester City at any opportunity. Um, Luka Jovic is a player that has been... He's, he's definitely a player that has been linked with Arsenal today. Um, there's plenty of stories out there at the moment, and Jovic is supposedly... Uh, who was bought for 60 million euros by Real Madrid from Frankfurt, uh, hasn't really gone to plan. And we are in the know that Arsenal will be looking at a striker very much, very soon. And Jovic has supposedly made the list of possible targets. Now, it is expected that he would go for a significant amount of money less than that 60 million euro price tag that was originally put on his name when he moved from Germany to Spain. I would not, to be honest, um, look to move for Jovic. I don't think Arsenal are in the business for a rebuild project, which, let's face it, Jovic definitely is a bit of a rebuild project for Arsenal, for any club that buys him this summer. He has struggled massively since he moved to Real Madrid. He spent time on loan with Frankfurt 
in 2021, scoring four goals and 19 Bundesliga appearances. But this season, he uh, he remains as a Real Madrid player and we will see how he gets on. But I personally probably would not move forward. So there you go. Now, last things uh, to talk about, uh, arguably one of the most important things, and both of these are available as articles that I have written uh, for Football.London. The first is regarding Charlie Pitino's contract situation, which could provide some explanation as to why Arsenal didn't decide in the end to move for Hussein Awa. The young player is hopefully going to be given an opportunity tonight. And there is, according to our chief Arsenal correspondent, Chris Wheatley, uh, all the will in the world that he will sign a new deal with the club, despite there being Barcelona interests, uh, which the Mirror claimed that there is. I'm not sure why you'd go to Barcelona at this moment in time. They're not particularly good. Um, but Barca are said to be interested in... Um, <laughs> Barca are expected to be uh, interested in Patino, but he is expected to sign a new contract as soon as he turns 18 next month. And the second thing, uh, I... Was what's the right word? I was a bit frustrated by some comments of Jermaine Genus, and so I was like, you know what? I'm not just going to sit here and stew. I'm going to write about them. So I did. Uh, Jermaine Genus started speaking about how Arsenal should kind of mirror uh, our Manchester United's approach to bringing in kind of former players into the hierarchy, as they've seen with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer becoming manager, Darren Fletcher becoming involved at an executive level, completely ignorant of the fact that Arsenal have brought in Edu as technical director, Mikel Arteta as manager, Per Mertesacker as head of the academy, Steve Bold ended a 20-year association with the club from the academy to assistant manager and back to under-23s under head coach. Freddie Jumberg was the head of the under-23s for a while before moving into an assistant manager role. And of course, Thierry Henry himself used to be involved with the under-18s before moving away to continue his punditry and then go into coaching. He suggested why the likes of Ashley Cole, Sol Campbell and Patrick Vieira had not been utilised, despite the fact that they've all followed coaching routes after their playing days, not something they could have pursued at Arsenal. It was a lazy swipe, is what I would describe it, the way Arsenal run, and a... Uh, an attempt to kind of suggest a way in which Arsenal have fallen without really knowing too much about what's going on at the club. And I wasn't going to sit there <laughs> and accept that. So I broke it apart. And even I'm not going to sit there and attack the comments because it's always important that you suggest solutions. And I go into su suggesting what actually should be done from a hierarchy perspective to say, let's let's try and, you know, arrest that slide. So go and check that out. Go give both those articles a read. And let us know how you feel about them. The last thing is that no raw reaction show after the game. One of the reasons being exceptionally difficult um, to, to find a way to watch it. Uh, the other reason being I'm on a shift until 12 midnight tonight. So I won't be able to do a, sh a show for you at midnight. And so obviously we will talk about the game in the 8am show tomorrow morning. So please make sure if you haven't already, uh, you are subscribed to the channel to get that content. And lastly, as I've already mentioned, if you haven't already, go and watch me embarrass myself playing football with a link in the description to the video on the Arsenal way. It'll be six minutes of your life that you will wish that you've <laughs> you start watching that video because it is quite entertaining. As I say, James, our commentator, 
does not hold back whatsoever. And that is all of today's story. So thank you ever so much uh, for watching. And uh, we now move on to the final part of the show, which is, of course, the question and answer section. So if you do have a question, if you do have a theory, a query, uh, anything along those lines, do not hesitate. Throw them into the chat box and we'll go through as many as we can in the next 10 minutes or so. Wesley says, would you rather sell Holding or Marie to make space for Saliba next season? I think Holding, I would rather move on. Marie, of course, left-footed, really good backup to Gabriel. I know Saliba can play on the left-hand side, although he's been playing on the right of a three for Marseille this season. But Holding, I think, as a homegrown player, longer contract, you're going to get a good fee for him. Get the money in, get Saliba in, get him playing next season. That is how I would approach that one. Uh, hello again. Good to have the chat, mate. Uh, Wilson says, why does Genus, uh, why does Genus have an agenda against Arsenal? Um, I mean, it seems that there are a lot of people that are particularly fond of Arsenal, uh, <laughs> from a punditry perspective. It just frustrates me when people just wildly make claims about Arsenal um, from a very kind of, you know, high perch um in you know from very influential positions without really knowing what what's being said and so it's important to you know be critical and to break down those comments and to make and help people understand that that is not in fact the case of why we are where we are uh EGTV says my question for today's time is Patrick Vieira or Kante I've been seeing this a lot on social media recently uh <laughs> I mean they're not even the same player <laughs> Kante is a defensive midfielder. Patrick Vieira was box to box. Like you, everyone can, everyone thinks that Patrick Vieira was like this amazing defensive midfielder. Patrick Vieira was not. Gilberto Silva was the guy that played behind Patrick Vieira. So if you want to talk about like the player to compare Kante with in the certain position that he played, you need to compare him to Gilberto Silva. Is Kante better than Gilberto Silva? I think he probably is. Yes, I love Gilberto Silva. He's one of my favourite players from the Invincibles era but I'm not going to be ignorant to the fact of how good Kante is. But Patrick Vieira was on a different level, different level, different period, different time, different opposition, different team. He was unreal for a player. Um, it's like people who try to say that like Aguero, despite scoring more Premier League goals or whatever it is, is better than Henri. Like, no. Henri is the greatest Premier League striker, period. He's better than anyone else that's come into the Premier League. His goal record is one. His creation is another. The way in which he could take the game by himself. He wasn't a striker that needed to rely on service. He could turn a game on his own. Goals like he scored against Leeds in the route during the Invincible season. Goals like against Real Madrid in 2006. Goals against Liverpool in the Invincible run. Like, these goals, these situations that we find ourselves in is just... Um, honestly, I I don't get it. Daniel Robert, no. Kante is not a box-to-box -box midfielder. He's just not. Um, Wallace says, good morning, Tom. Which Arsenal player do you think will shine most this season? Um, I would... Mm, I, I think that you've got to look towards... You've got to look for me towards someone like... I was going to say Pepe, but the thing is, I'm not sure Pepe's going to play too many minutes. I think Saka will eventually get moved to the right-hand side. Um, I'll probably go for Tomiyasu actually you know I really I really want to say Tomiyasu because the thing about Tomiyasu is that he's an unknown factor 
No one knows anything about him. So arguably, he's he's like kind of level is so low down that of the expectation of his quality. Anything he does is just going to be like, wow, like who is this guy? So I really think that uh, Tommy Asu could be the guy that shines the most for us this season. And I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, Lakonga is up there as well as someone that possibly could do that as well. Jason says, going to the game tonight, excited to see the likes of Martinelli, Balogun and hopefully Lacazette leading the line up front, going with a 3-0 win. Absolutely. Um, I can't wait to see uh, all of these youngsters play tonight. Fingers crossed they can get on the score sheet as well. Rod says Kante is in the DME. Okay, I'll hold my hands up. He's not an out-and-out defensive midfielder, but there's no way that Kante is box-to-box. Like, you have you have midfielders like Vieira, you look at, that got so far forward as well. Kante, yes, he presses up with Chelsea because they're a dominant side with their possession. But Kante, I'm sorry, he's not he's, he's not a box-to-box. He's not an out-and-out number eight for me. Jorginho would sit, yeah, for sure. You can say Jorginho is kind of the sit in front of those back line. Kante, you play slightly ahead of him because he's got the energy more so than Jorginho. But I wouldn't... Kante is not a box-to-box midfielder. He's just not. It's just not his position. Uh, Jonathan said, heard uh, any rumours about Noah Noah Lang yesterday? If we're really going to sign a winger, I think we should go for a more senior player like a Kostic, a Lozano, a Rafinha, or a Baradi. I do I agree in that's yeah I don't think we should be going for a, a winger. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's kind of the um position that Arsenal should be looking for to be honest. Uh we should be looking to continue at developing Pepe and Saka and Martinelli. Smith Rowe can play in a wider area too. And I think that we should be looking for me anyway at bringing in a top class striker in the summer alongside another central midfielder that's going to go alongside Partey, that's going to compete with Lukonga, and that's going to just shove Xhaka to the wayside. That's what I would be doing, personally. Uh, Safiso says, have you heard of the possible swap deal between Xhaka and McKenney? Uh, I haven't heard anything about that, Safiso. So, no, I'm afraid I haven't. So I can't comment on that whatsoever. Will I take it? I know a certain uh, American friend of mine who's currently situated in Europe uh, that you all know very well, would. Um, but uh, I don't think uh, that's going to happen. Josh says, Tom, how disappointed will you be if Kalasnach and Elneny play tonight? I mean, not massively disappointed. I just want us to get through. I want to see the youngsters play, sure. But as long as we get through, I'm happy, to be honest. I'd be disappointed if Patino doesn't get any minutes. That's That will disappoint me. I'm not fussed who else plays. I just want to see us get through at the end of the day because I want to see us target the Cups this season. Answer says, I think Erdogan is going to carry us. Uh, Ludwig says, uh, Pepe and Aubameyang is our biggest goal threat. Why would we not play him? Um, I, I don't know. I I get why people want to drop Aubameyang for Lacazette. I just wouldn't do it. Lacazette has got less than a year left on his deal. Aubameyang is going to be here for at least a year and a bit. We've got a situation where Aubameyang is always outscoring Lacazette. Always. So he's our most potent striker. Use him. Use him. Play him into form. He's got more finishing abilities than than Lacazette for me in terms of he'll score more goals during a season. Use Aubameyang over Lacazette. Manu says, from watching Tommy play from uh, my home every week and watching Lukonga play for two years, I would have never thought they'd make it at the top. Who at the club is responsible for those signings? Is it Edu? 
Uh, it's not actually Edu. Um, oh, sorry. Edu is very much involved in the Lokonga side of things. Arteta is more so the Tommy side of things. So you got a bit of both. So there you go. We need Vlovich, says Seb. Jamie says, hi, Tom. If you had a 100 million budget next summer, what centre mid and striker would you bring in? It's a great question. 100 million is not a lot of money to bring in two world-class players. If you said to me, I've got a 100 million budget, well, I'm going to sell holding for 15 million quid. I'm going to sell, what else am I going to sell? Make the Knowles for 10 to 15 million pounds. So I've got myself 120 to 130 million now, Jamie. I'm changing your question. I don't care. Um, and I'm probably, I mean, I'd test the waters with Vlovic and say, look, and I know I'm contradicting myself because he's a very young striker, but I think he's like, he's a, he's a, he looks to be like your, your Holland type, that level of, of youngster coming through at his age of finishing ability and skill. I'd, well, to be fair, if we go to the Champions League, I'd be putting in the release clause for Haaland and saying, look, we're an option. Do you want to come? Your, your mate Erdogan's here. <laughs> if Only if we got Champions League, which is incredibly unlikely at this stage. Um, but yeah, Vlovic. The other one is obviously Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I'd like Calvert-Lewin. I think he's got Bundles of potential. So he's definitely someone that we could look at. Um, central midfielders, I love Bruno Gimaraes. Uh, he's an amazing player. Um, and I think he's someone that certainly would add to the team. Eve Basuma, after this season, there's no way Brighton are letting go for anything less than 50 million, I can't think. So 50 mil on Basuma, 70 mil on a Vlervich or a Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Maybe that is the way that I would go, uh, Jamie. So there you are. Uh, Ozimen is a good shout as well. Isaac, I'm not as sure. Like, if you're going to sign a 21 year old, like Vlovich is is the one. Isaac is not as good as a, as a Vlovich um, right now for me from watching both of them play. Just for me, Vlovich is is the better option. Um, Toro says, imagine the scenes. Agent Martin bringing Holland to the Arsenal. Imagine the scenes of it happening. Jonathan says, I think Kante is more like a Rodri, a Torreira, a Zakaria. A box-to-box midfielder would be more someone like a Ramsey. Yes, John, you're on the same lines as me, mate. Like, your box-to-box midfielders, like, whilst I don't think Rodri, Torreira, and Zakaria's are out-and-out sixes, although Torreira should have been played more as a six, but his position has kind of changed, unfortunately, because of what happened with Unai Emery. I think there's kind of this middle ground between a six and an eight, kind of this hybrid position, which I think Kante probably falls under. Um, which is why it's so easy to to misconstrue his position. I've done it with thinking he was a DM initially. He's not. Others have done it think he's a box-to-box. He's not. He's kind of in this middle ground between the two. Um, that's why he can occupy both positions really well. But Ramsey, for me, is one of those perfect number eight box-to-box definitions of a player. The engine, the ability to get into the box. Like Joe Willock as well. I look at Joe Willock, someone who can play as an eight, as a box-to-box and get forward, can get back and get into the box and score. That's the that's what I think of as a box-to-box. Vieira was for me. The energy, the ability to get forward, support the attack, get back and defend the back line. That is Vieira. But Vieira is energy, dynamism, strength, brutality, intelligence. That is Vieira. It just... Different player to Kante, better than Kante. Just there isn't another centre midfielder that's come like Vieira. It's just as simple as that for me. Um, <laughs> Tono, keep looking, mate. <laughs> Stephen says, hi, Tom. Question, Bamford, Gimaraes is my choice. Do you agree? Um, Bamford and Gimaraes. Bamford's... There's just something about Bamford that's not fashionable, is it? And it's probably my naivety. It's probably my... 
it's probably my what's the right word ignorance um it's probably my ego saying oh Bamford really but you know Bamford could have an amazing season. I think he got, what, 16 goals in the Premier League last year. If he can get 20 goals in the Premier League this year, you'd have to say, why not? I mean, how old is Bamford now? Bamford. He's the type of striker that you go, no. Like, why would you sign him? He's going to be 29 uh, in September of next year. That might put me off. The age might put me off. The fact he's going to be 29 in September of next year, that that might put me off. Um because I feel like you'd need like a 25, 24, 25, 26-year-old kind of striker that's going to give you at least five more good years. Whereas a Bamford turning 29 in September, how many years are you going to get from him? I'm not sure. But if there aren't any options, maybe you go for him. I don't know. But I think maybe his age is a little bit of a, a concern for me. Um, I'd go for Paulinha uh, and Tony Paulinha, the Sporting Lisbon Portuguese international. Bit of a he's destructive, um, is Paulinha. I was I was impressed with him at the Euros, but uh, yeah, interesting choice. Tony, I'm kind of waiting um, until the end of uh, the the season to have kind of a more of an opinion on how Tony gets on in the Premier League. Uh, Manu says Watkins, uh, Paqueta. Uh, Leon and uh, De Catalea. Uh, De Catalea is obviously someone I know that Manu's a big, big, big fan of. Uh, and very, very highly rated young guy playing, I believe, at Club Bruges as well. Um, so, yeah, I, but I don't know anything about him. So, Manu, I defer to you always. And thanks for the uh, the shout on Bart. Like, uh, he helped us out to no end on, on FL. And that's down to you. So much appreciated. Christian says, we should have gone for Odson Edwards. Very easy to say that after popping up with two goals on your debut. Let's see how he does for the rest of the season. Maybe he will prove to be one that got away. Ben Katesh says, if Aziz could build muscle, even though he's not a first-team player, then why are our coaches not working on that with Saka, Pepe and Smithrow on building physique? Who is responsible in looking at this? I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because do you want Saka, who's a diminutive, skillful, low centre of gravity, to, to, to bulk? Because that's going to take away from speed and agility. It's just part of it, isn't it? Whereas Aziz is your box-to-box, high amount of running, engine up and down the mid, uh, central part of the midfield, getting from one in the pitch to the other, tackling, winning offensive duels, he needs to bulk up. He needs that muscle. Whereas I'm Saka, I'm not sure. I mean, you look at Bayern Munich. We always look at Bayern Munich as a side that loves to get their key crucial players in certain positions bulked up. Alfonso Davies, Leon Goretzka, uh, Robert Lewandowski. These key positions, striker, defence, central midfield. But you look at Kingsley Coman, you look at Serge Gnabry, you look at Leroy Sane, Musiala, like these guys, diminutive, silky, tricky, not so much with the bulkiness, Venkatesh. So I wouldn't necessarily be going down the same route. Uh, Nick B, Traore is a force of nature. He's also someone that incredibly lacks technique. Um, I don't think I'd sign him. Uh, and I don't think he's kind of, I don't think he's representative of what, for me, um, a winger is. Uh, it's just a little bit of... Um, He's a little bit of an enigma, I suppose. He's a little bit mysterious on the side. He's a bit of an anomaly. That's a good word. He's a bit of an anomaly for his position. So there you go. Uh, Venkatesh says, Tom, what about Mane or Salah? Aren't they wingers? Aren't they world-class? Um, Tom, what about Mane and Salah? Aren't they? Yeah, but I wouldn't describe them as bulky. Like, 
<laughs> I wouldn't describe them as like muscly, bulky people. To be honest, I might be wrong, but I, that's how I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe them as like your your Goretzkas of this world. To be honest, um, to the discussers, especially for growing youth or guys like Saka and Emil Smith Rowe, training heavy weight isn't that great if you are not fully developed. Uh, KD says, uh, Saka always on the floor, zero power, needs to build up his physique a bit. Uh, Vuk says, uh, bringing uh, Kane to the Emirates, just imagine the meltdown of all the England pundits. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that happen anytime soon. Uh, Kane's got a bit of a personality complex against Arsenal, I think, with the way that we let him go. Uh, Jermaine says, Tom, do you think Arteta is only looking to play the players that are committed to the club? Like Laka, Eddie won't feature as much. Maybe so. We know that he he's said before, if you're not committed to the Arsenal and you won't play as much. Jashar says, Tom, do you think Arsenal will buy or loan anyone in January? I think it will completely depend on injuries. If we've got a fully fit squad, I don't think we'll bring anyone in. Uh, it's as simple as that for me. Uh, JDB says, Tom, why would you sell Ainsley? He's done so well. Uh, as cool as ice, he has done the work that would be overlooked. Car moves, ball and dribbles against Burnley. I just think that he's never going to make it as a starting option, JDB. And I know the argument there would be, look, bring, he's good as a utility player, he's good as a backup. But, I, you know, there's two, there's two reasons. One, he does deserve a career. So send him out, sell him, let him play week in, week out somewhere that he can. Second one is, is we, aren't, we are a little bit lacking of, you know, options to sell. Uh, you look at the squad now, you've got Holding, you've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, you've got Reese Nelson. I'm looking at the the rest of the squad and thinking, where are we going to make money from? Uh, and Ketu and Lacazette have their contracts expire. Leno, you could say, is another one that we can make money from. But then we'll have to invest in another goalkeeper because Hein and Okonkwo aren't ready for that number two spot. So that's why I look at Maitland-Niles as a bit of an asset to sell JDB. So that's where I'm at with that one. Um, Omar says, what's still, what's all the talk about physique? I mean, look at Mares, Messi, Bernardo. They don't go through bricks to do what they do. It's a really, really good point. Let's not spam the chat. Thank you very much. Uh, J- uh, DJ says, Rashford bulked up and he is still fast, but he's not, he's not like Goretzka levels of bulk, is he? He's like, he's still, he's still, um, Still pretty streamlined is Rashford. And I think part of it is just natural growth as he's got older, to be honest. Yes, he's still quick. I'm not saying you shouldn't build up any muscle. I think people often think when you say you shouldn't do as much of something and misconstrue that to say you shouldn't do any of it. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you don't need to bulk up anywhere near as much as say a box-to-box central midfielder needs to bulk up like Aziz. Like Aziz, as the example that was used, needs to bulk up for his position. A winger doesn't need to bulk up anywhere near as much because you want to remain as you know lightweight as possible um dj says hi tom uh would you sign madison if we have the money no we don't need him Begatesh, i know what you were saying about not bulky but you did use aziz as the example and aziz as his position is very different to a winger in how you bulk up muscle and how you you know how you build muscle if you're going to use aziz as an example it's not going to compare in the same way for a wide player, if that makes sense. Uh, Rod says, clearly we need experience to add to this young squad. What profile names do you think we should add to the team? Uh, yes, we do need to add experience. And then the striker position and the centre midfield of the opportunities. Um, I think Basuma, who turns 26, is a really good option with plenty of experience for the centre midfield. At striker, 
Um, you'd be looking at, I think, a Dominic Calvert-Lewin who turns 25, I think, fairly soon. Let me just check that, Calvert-Lewin. Uh, he turns 25 in March. Um, so he'll be 26 during the 20, uh, 22, 23 season, if we could sign him then. Um, another good Premier League experienced option. So I think they're absolutely fine for that, to be honest. Katie says, who is better than Ben White and Saliba? Be honest. Uh, considering Saliba is 6 of 4 and wins every header and doesn't need protection every game like White. Um, I have no idea, Katie. I've not seen Saliba play in the Premier League, so I can't really tell you. <laughs> Until I see Saliba and what he does in the Prem, um, I, I can't really give you... I mean, White, White's been playing in the Premier League and has been called up to the England international side, one of the best international teams in the world right now. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, you would argue White right now because he's, you know, better playing out from the back and, you know, he's more consistent as a defender and that was Brighton's player of the season last year. So you'd argue White is the better player right now. But I need to see Saliba play in the league, in the Premier League. And we haven't seen that yet before I can really make a fair judgment. I can't compare them fairly because I've not seen Saliba play in the Premier League, yeah, and the opposition is different and the quality of the opposition that he comes up against is different. And Saliba's playing in a back three. You have to remember that as well, like playing alongside players. I know he's outshining Luan Perez, um, uh, but at the same time, he needs, you know, for me... He needs to he needs to be playing in the Premier before I can make a fair comparison between the two, KD, to be honest. I'm just not saying that I think he shouldn't stay. I'd, I'd love to see Saliba come back and play for Arsenal. I want nothing more than for us to keep Saliba and play him. But I can't fairly replace the two. And I think it's unfair to continually compare them. And I think Ben White is getting a bit of a hard time because of the whole Saliba situation, which isn't his fault. It's just not his fault that the Saliba situation is what it is. People are kind of having a go at Ben White unfairly because of that. Benji says, what about looking at Alan Saint-Maximan? He'd give us a lot of progression of the ball and he holds up the play when he does his tricks up front. I still need more to be convinced by Alan. Um, as I've said previously on the show, I think he's a lot of flair, a lot of show, no go. Um, but I'm, I'm more than willing to be proved wrong as always. But for me right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bid. And I think that Newcastle would ask for a lot of money. Um, but I wouldn't go for him right now, to be honest. Uh, Jermaine says, Tom, I wish Saliba went to Newcastle on loan. So do I, mate. And I do criticise him for choosing to go back to France over a Premier League loan, to be honest. It is a criticism I have. What do you think that's unfair? It is what it is. That's my opinion. I, I'm critical of Saliba not going to a Premier League team. The, the club wanted him to go there. He didn't. It'd been better for his career. It would have been better for us to know how good he is in a Premier League setting. He chose to go from to Marseille because the club really did push for a move to the Premier League. He didn't want to do it. Manu says, anyone of the gentlemen in the chat who could point me in the direction to watch the Wimbledon game? There's nowhere, Manu, I'm, I'm aware of that you can watch it. So I'm afraid I can't help you out there. Um, John says, I thought Alan St. Maximan was Ainsley Smailand nine miles. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you think that, John? Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. As I said, please go click the link in the description to watch my showdown with Bailey on the Arsenal way. It's very, very much uh, a good six minutes to go and check out. Six minutes of your life. Go watch it. It's very funny. Go subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, you won't regret it, I promise. It's very funny. <laughs> and it shows how bad I am. I need to get back into six aside. And I am getting back into six aside. I am very happy to get getting back into football for the first time in nearly three years. Um, but soon uh, I will be indeed. 
uh, getting back on the pitch, which I'm looking forward to getting much better. Because you can tell from watching the video, that's that's the video of a guy that's not played football in nearly three years. So there you go. Have a fantastic day, people. I'll see you tomorrow morning for the 8 a.m. show. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.